0: Welcome to Association Chat. This is your online discussion for the association community where we warm ourselves by the virtual fire with topics of the day. Oh, I'm hearing myself. Can you believe that? Okay. (laughs) We are so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you're here because this is the place where we welcome thought leaders and trailblazers alike to join up in this online home for the community. I'm the host of Association Chat, Kiki Letalien, and before we get started, I want to say thank you. Thank you to the Patreon patrons, the Patreon Association Chat book club members, and everyone who supports Association Chat out there because your kind help has been the thing that keeps Association Chat going. It takes many hours and lots of, of hard work and, and technology and luck and good people to make it all come together and it's the Association Chat Patreon patrons that make it all possible. If you feel like showing your support for association chat and you want to support us through Patreon periodically, as we're going along during today's session, you'll see the uh, URL where you can go and check out Patreon and check out association chat on Patreon. And if you do that, it will be a beautiful day for all of us. So today I want you to think about your strengths. I want you to think about What are the things that help you to do what you do the best? If you're like me, you might by this point have some good ideas about what those strengths are, but you might also have a little irritating idea that maybe you could be doing better. Maybe there are strengths that you have that you're not using. Maybe there are things, ways that you could improve on the way that you bring your strengths in into your life. Well, we are going to have a great discussion for you today because with us is the founder and CEO of the Silverine Group, Shara Roman. Now, Shara is a mom, she's a wife, she's a board member, entrepreneur, former CHRO. And she and her team consult with leaders to create healthy workplaces by helping them build compelling cultures. She also helps them with designing effective organizations, aligning their people and their programs to crush their business goals. Does any of this sound good to you? Well, I thought so, because it sounds good to me too. That's why she's here, and that's why she's joining us today. Welcome, Shara. Hi, Kiki. Thanks
1: for having me. I'm so excited to be here today.
0: I'm excited too. You know, um, I wanted to have we talked at the end of last year and I just thought it was the most important thing to have you on because you are a master at being able to work with people, work with their teams. And the conversation that we had at the time was very (laughs) specifically about during this, you know, during a year in which we saw so many people um, working in new ways working remotely sometimes when they never have before people who were managing other people who now had remote teams that they were working with and i had a very specific question which was you know even if you know your strengths how does that get impacted when there's so much change that's happening to the way we work and so i reached out to you and you kindly accepted to join me on association chat to talk about it but before we go into all of that, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the assessments that you do and things like Strengths Finder, which I asked you about specifically, um, can you tell me a little bit about assessments and why they're so important?
1: Yeah, assessments are, are great because they are sort of an unbiased sort of external way, right, to sort of understand who you are. Um, and I think they're sort of powerful in the sense that they can sometimes highlight things that we don't know about ourselves. Um, so, you know, particularly sort of, um, and StrengthsFinder is sort of one of those types of, of assessments or tools, but there's a lot, right. That will help you understand what are your strengths, what are your gifts, what is your communication style, sort of what is your sort of natural tendencies, whether you're extroverted or introverted. Um, again, if we've done a lot of work personally, Um, you know, from an EQ perspective, we might know that Um, I was really lucky that I had a grandmother who was incredibly influential in my life. Um, And she was one who was really at a very young age, always sort of making me think about what are my natural talents? What are my natural gifts? And not to try to do things that others were doing um, just because they look cool. um, If they didn't come naturally to me, right? So she was trying to, in a way, in her own way, sort of say, focus on your talents and your gifts and be who you are, uh, not be who somebody else is.
0: Well, so you, it's wonderful that you bring up your grandmother, because there are so many different people who can have an influence on, on who we are, who we become, the, the lessons that we learn over time. And, you know, I know that, you know, one of the things that people have really been struggling with what you know, how they should um, maybe think about transitions that they're needing to make in their, in their work life. Um, Certainly all of the changes that people have been going through have illuminated when there might be um, times when they need to make a change, whether it's that their work life situation just isn't gelling the way that it used to or maybe it's because they know that there's changes coming to, to their workplace. You know, when people have taken these assessments and they're thinking about how they can apply them to make better decisions in the future, what do you what do you suggest to them? Because for example, you know, I've taken StrengthsFinder before. I can tell you the five that I have, you know, the, they're intellectual, Strategic, Learner, Significance, and Futuristic. Um, I have them printed up and hanging on my wall. I don't know what to do with them. You know, like, I don't know if I need to apply more of my significance or, you know, like I have, I have no idea what to do. So what would people do when they have taken these assessments and they're saying, I need to change something about my life, but I don't even know what to do with these tools I've been given?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. But let me actually go back a little bit um, to, to build on the question you first asked me because, um, I, you know, I know you've got a great audience, but they may not know exactly um, what StrengthsFinder is and, you know, what it's about and what some of the other tools are. So let me just kind of, um, I just put a little bit of context behind it. So StrengthsFinder itself, uh, and the, the phrase we're using, StrengthsFinder, is an assessment tool from Gallup. And it really helps you understand what you are naturally good at. I mentioned there are others too, right? The predictive index is another one that we like to use because that helps you also understand sort of what your talents and strengths are and what you bring to the table and you can use it um, both in the hiring process and all the way through. Um, But the, you know, I mentioned sort of my, my grandmother and the fact that she was all right, don't try to fix things, sort of just go with where you are naturally. Our organizational mindset for decades and decades has been, we'll fix you right? So if you're not good at detail orientation, I'm going to sort of hammer you and uh, make you be more detailed. And there are things that we can learn, but not all things can be learned. And even if I can learn to be detail-oriented, speaking about myself, (laughs) it's not something that is natural for me. So I have to put a lot of time and effort and it's incredibly stressful. So think about if you're right-handed or left-handed, right? If when you're naturally right-handed if you try to write with your left hand because um you're made to like back in the old days or you've broken your right hand and you have to use your left hand you may eventually learn to do it i'm sorry if you're left-handed you have to use the right hand um you you know what i was talking about you eventually learn to do it but it's not something that comes easily to you and so we really want to you know i think if organizations sort of really shift their thinking about how do I nurture the talents and strengths that people have? And how do I bring those to the forefront? We can have sort of just exponential um, contributions from everybody who's on the team. Um, We can improve our weaknesses, right? And if I had a little whiteboard, I would sort of draw it out, you know, if so, if, if our weakness is here, you can sort of make it a little bit better. But if you take your strengths and you invest time in it, think about any kind of artist, a dancer, an athlete, right? If they're gifted in what they do and they, they keep practicing every day, the ex, they have an exponential opportunity to really perform at a high level. And so it's that same idea with strengths. And um, again, we're using the, the Gallup you know, Strengths Finder, and, and this is a lot of their thinking and their philosophy. So kind of now going to the, the the question sort of that you had in terms of, um, uh, you know, what do you do with these strengths that you know that you have? Um, and, and I think you sort of said you have them sort of up on the wall. Um, you know, questions if it's the first time that you've um, gotten your strengths, or maybe it's a refresh, you know, I would say, first of all, there's a wealth of information out on the internet, right? So you can just... Search uh, whatever um, assessment tool you've used and learn more. And so, with yours, you use the Gallup Strengths Finder. Gallup itself, the Gallup site, has a ton of free resources to understand yourself. But what I would say is um, ask yourself, are any of your strengths a surprise to you? So, you mentioned intellection, you mentioned um, strategic, you mentioned learner. Um, I didn't, you know, write everything down so quickly, um, significance, because we have that one in common. So are there um, are there strengths that you lean into more naturally than others? Um, and if you sort of read about them, right, you can sort of start to think about it. So for you, intellection is a number one strength. And so do you have time to be introspective, right? Mm-hmm. Are you... You know, are you always so outward facing that you don't really have that time to sort of process and um, really kind of, you know, just sort of think about things, which is the time that you need to be creative? Um, maybe you are, and that's great, right? Maybe then it's, how do I, um, are are you getting kind of your, your, are you nurturing your desire for intellectual discussions? I'm guessing so, because you host a podcast and (laughs) I'm hoping, (laughs) I I hope your guests are are feeding that for you. Um, you know, and you're a learner as well. So you love sort of this, the intellectual discussion and you love to, to be exposed to new information and experiences. So, is that, are you being nurtured enough or do you need to up your game, right? What else can you do? You know, maybe you've had this podcast and this is one way that's satiated you, but there might be other things that you can do. Um, the other thing to think about is what are the strengths that you have and how are you bringing those um, to help others? So for mm-hmm. example, you have strategic and futuristic as strengths. So how are you helping other entrepreneurs, other women leaders, other people in your community, whether it's a faith based organization or your daughter's school, we were talking about that earlier. How are you helping them to see unforeseen opportunities, right? Um, you opened with kind of the whole year that we have lived through. And this has been, uh, you know, 11 months of completely unforeseen um, events. So, how are you bringing those strengths to the table? Um, and what is also important about strengths, right? Is that not, none of us, not any single one of us is a complete, um, sort of bucket of strengths, right? We have things that we are really good at and things that we're not good at. And so knowing where we have strengths and where we have areas for opportunity, we don't try to fix those. We absolutely try to mitigate them. Mm-hmm. But we partner with people who bring those complementary strengths and help us get things done. Does that make sense?
0: It totally does. And it, it really it actually is a great transition point into talking a little bit about the way that this applies to teams. A lot of the people who are a part of this particular audience, um, work with teams where they might be the one responsible for doing team building exercises, or having training, or even assembling the right kinds of teams within their organizations, so that um, they're doing the things that they need to do. And and right now, uh, so many different. It's not just it, it's not just associations, you know. It's like every kind of organization out there that I can think of is trying to figure out new ways to do some things because a lot has changed. But um, I would I would hazard a guess to say that almost all of the people who are responsible for teams are trying to figure out some new way to do something this year. And in that, how can they use something like StrengthsFinder or any other assessment to help build their teams? Because like we were talking about before, I mean, even if even if they've taken an an assessment or even if we've done assessments before how that impacts people when through times of change, you know, maybe what you needed on your team last year is not exactly the same sort of dynamic you need on your team this year. So how do you advise leaders to think about, uh, to think about that? So a lot of, a lot of things
1: that you've asked there. I mean, if you're you know, if you're sort of thinking about your team and you're thinking about the work that you do, I always sort of say, take that step back, right? And think about sort of the work and sort of the the boxes before you start to think about the people, right? What is it that you actually need to achieve? Um, you know, think about organizations like associations with events, right? Let's just take that. So many of the events have gone from in-person to being digital. Um, and that, you know, you're still putting on an event, but you needed to, to Be delivered in a very different way. Um, And so, uh, you know, that does give you the opportunity to take a step back and say, what are the skills I really need on my team? How do I sort of, um, what is the work that really needs to be accomplished? What is the strategy that we're trying to achieve? Um, And really understand and use a tool, whether it's a strengths finder, whether it's a predictive index, to sort of say, what are the natural strengths of the people that I have? How do they all come together, and how do they fit to uh, to get done what we need to get done? Because right. ultimately, there's always a component of, you know, um, there's a component of sort of strategic thinking, right? We do need to have some sort of strategy. There is always a component of sort of influencing. Um, there's it has to be a component of executing. There's a component of relationship building, right? So if you sort of think about those four domains, which are sort of the Gallup four domains for the strengths, um, and you think about where do I need people, then you can start to think about it more from, you know, from that perspective. Individuals need to understand their strengths. You don't wanna force someone to sort of be that square peg in a round hole, which is often what happens when we, um, you know, we sort of reorganize or jobs change and we just sort of pile it onto people and what a job that was 10 years ago or even three years ago now might be very different. So you can use these tools to assess um, your people's um, particular talents and skills that they're bringing to the table. then you can also look at how do they fit within the team because as I mentioned, you want the whole team to be a complete team and you want people to be able to feed off of each other um, and no one strength is better than another strength, right like we need all of them. And so when you think about, even diversity and inclusion, you can think about it in terms of what are the, how can I be inclusive in the different types of strengths and talents that I need on my team? And how can I be diverse in bringing together, or how can I bring all those diverse skills to to the table to achieve what we need to, um, uh, that we need to sort of get, you know, get done. Um, And when you match a job, or match a person to a job that they are really sort of naturally gifted at, you're going to have fewer performance problems, right? You're gonna be coaching them in a positive way. I mean, you and I were talking earlier that our, both our daughters are dancers, right? My son is a soccer player. So they do those activities because they love them. So when they're getting coaching and feedback from their you know, soccer coach or their dance um, instructors, they wanna improve, right? Because it's something they love to do. It's something they're talented at. And so they're more open to it. And the person who's giving the feedback, the manager giving a feedback, they're doing it to someone who's open and receptive. And so it's just so much more of a fulfilling situation. Um, And ultimately that means your folks are more engaged, they're happier, they're contributing at a higher level, you're getting more stuff done, your members are happy. You know, um, I know associations aren't necessarily measuring revenue, but essentially, you're oh, getting more.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do care, though. We do care. I promise. Yes.
1: Yeah. No, they they do at the end of the day, right? Because there is a bottom line. It's not that you're you're you know you're it's a not for profit doesn't mean you're sort of working for free or you right, know right that kind of thing. Um, but it gives people insights on how they can how they can contribute.
0: So you know. <sighs> I I think that a lot of people I'm guessing, and, and by the way, I could be totally guessing. So anyone who's watching knows that if you're watching live, one of the reasons why I like to make these live is so that people can ask their questions along the way. So if you have questions, type them into the little chat box and I will definitely make sure that we address those questions while we're talking. Um, but, you know, I think that I think that a lot of the people that are out there are probably going through some kind of self-assessment for themselves anyway, because after going through any kind of strange time and then approaching a new year, so it's a, a, you know, a natural sort of milestone, um, I think that we all, whether we set resolutions or not, start to look at, you know, what can I do better, different, you know, this year than I've done previous to this. And, you know, as, as we're considering doing, applying our strengths and using these things that we've learned, um, do you have any sort of, I guess, suggestions for different options we can take as far as ways to, up our game, but up them in the right way? Because I know a lot of people are also looking around and trying to figure out there are so many different options. Should I take an online course? Should I like, (laughs) you know, should I do something totally different? Should I start in a new industry? How do you advise people to take those next steps? So um
1: so I think it's uh, that's a great question, and I think this year, to your point, has given people sort of a lot of time to reflect and sort of decide what they what they want to do, right? Um, you know, what I would encourage, first of all, to do is to sort of really answer the questions of you know, do you really know what your strengths are? Do do they align with the assessments that you have taken, you know, and maybe you haven't taken one in a while or you want to sort of refresh it and sort of see where things are. I mean, most of the time our strengths don't change, right? Like if you're a gifted athlete, as I mentioned, you're not going to not be a gifted athlete one day, right? If you're a great communicator, you can become better and better, but you're probably not going to not be a talented communicator. So, you know, continue to learn about your strengths. Think about, um, are you helping others with your strength? Like, are you putting that strength to good use? Are you feeling that the work that you're in is allowing you to to bring those strengths to bear? Um, Or are there other things that you would rather be doing? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so you can, there's certainly, like I said, there's a plethora of resources out on the internet. You can engage a coach um, that can help you with a particular instrument. So if you have, you know, done a strengths finder or you've done something specific, there's certainly people who can help um, out there. Um, there are, um, you know, if it's a, a team type of dynamic that a leader wants to work on, they can have a facilitated session. You know, having everyone sort of do this so they can learn about each uh, learn about each other's styles and preferences. Um, uh, what else can you do? Um, you know, and I, I think it's, a, it's an opportunity to say, should I be spending my time doing something different? And if I were to do that, what would that look like? So if I sort of think about myself, right? And I think about um, uh, my strengths and how I've used them. Uh, I have, my, my, my colleague says that my strengths are scary strengths because they're all <laughs> sort of in that orange influencing domain. And then I have red and all the, Executing and relationship building kind of comes later. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for me, um, in the influencing domain, it's natural for me to speak up. It's natural for me to take charge and to make sure my team is heard. And my top five are command, Mm -hmm. significance, strategic, communication, and activator. So I can be sort of this force, right? And um, when I pivoted, I mean, I was successful. I would say many, many people would say I was very successful as a CHRO. I was, you know, at this trade association, I had a great job, all this stuff. And I was always sort of chasing something right there was something in my roles um that never quite hit the mark for me and i kept thinking mm-hmm. the next time it will all be okay mm-hmm. um and so it finally sort of all came to a crescendo for me there was some personal stuff happening and you know all kinds of stuff happening in my life about 5 5 years ago and i was like no my calling is to actually build a business and run a business that is about helping other people, other organizations, um, you know, with their organization culture. So I started a business to do culture consulting where we can help leaders build purpose-driven, inclusive organizations. Mm -hmm. And that, when you think about How does that all sort of come together with the command and the significance, right? I want to do good. I want to have an impact that's positive. I want to be able to change the world, but this is how I can change the world, right? I can use my platform of speaking up and helping to make things different to start, you know, I'm sort of an activator, right? So I'm, I'm, and I'm not afraid to take risks. So it all fits very naturally for me. So part of it is sort of really asking those deep questions of, is this really the right Fit, right? Is this where I am bringing my full self to work? And I know we use that term in the in the diversity context, but it means like, are you really able to be the full self of who you are? And are you like happy to work till three o'clock in the morning, or get up at you know four or five because you're just excited by what you do? So ultimately, that's sort of what's there. I don't know if I necessarily answer the question perfectly. Um, Yes,
0: absolutely. I mean, I I think it's I think it's really that you've given us a lot to think about as far as the next steps that we can take, and certainly, really taking some time to reflect and think. Okay, you know, how am how do I feel about how much I'm using this, and are there other ways that I can maybe apply my strengths? Um, these are all important questions for us to ask. Jay asked a question uh, over on LinkedIn. I read a little blurb the other day, Jay says. Hi, Jay, I'm so glad (laughs) that you're actually watching today. Um, I read a little blurb the other day, I was just looking for it, um, that indicated that the concept of team cohesion or chemistry may be overrated. Like the question, do they fit with our team? May not be the right question to ask. Thoughts? So thanks, Jay,
1: that's a great question. so I think a couple of things. One is the the phrase of, do they fit with our team? Um, so I prefer to use, or I should say we prefer to use the word you know what are they adding to the team? The fit with the team, and I don't know what context this this blurb was or anything like that. So, um, but I'll just tell you what I think. <laughs> the 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 fit can sometimes be sort of monochromatic, right? It's a little bit of the bro culture out in Silicon Valley. Uh, that we want people to fit, and so they go to this the, this type of school, and they take this type of program, and you know maybe they grow up in the upper upper middle class type of suburbs, you know whatever, right? So fit um, fit can be a little bit of a challenging word, but if you think about what are they adding to the team, what are the what's the value that they're bringing that we don't have, and how do they help us round out? Um, I think that's probably a better question to ask, um, and I. I disagree with the this concept of team cohesion and chemistry may be overrated because um, I think we've all worked with teams or in teams that um, there was just conflict or there was a conflict that was not productive, right? Or there were behaviors um, or talents that sort of were um, not driving things forward. so. I do think it's important because you spend a lot of time trying to smooth things over and, um, you you know, cater to um, particular styles if you don't have that cohesion. So the cohesion comes from, are we all focused on on the same vision and goals, right? Are we all kind of clear about the strengths and values that we're bringing? the the strengths that we have and the value that we're bringing to the table. Um, Can we, um, uh, you know, do we all know what our roles and responsibilities are? So I think that it is important. And think about, you know, a a football team or a soccer team or anyone who's sort of choreographing something all together. They have to be in a cohesion. That there needs to be cohesion. There needs to be um, sort of alignment with what um, with what they are doing. I lost my other thought that will probably come. Um.
0: <laughs> it's okay, because we have another question. We have- Excellent. We're bringing the questions in and that's great. So Christine says, my strengths are harmony, responsibility, connectedness, significance, individualization. How can I up my game and in work, encourage co-collaboration rather than compromise? Ooh. Ooh. And
1: yeah, great, great question. Um, so, you know, I think, um, well, uh, I'm sort of trying to think here how to, um, how to sort of best best frame this. Um, I think it's important if you were able to sort of state what um, what the goals were, right? Because the, the collaboration is about everyone coming and sort of sharing their ideas and your desire for individualization or your strength of individualization, it has a desire of wanting to sort of know and bring out the best in the people that's there mm-hmm. um, and your you know, strength of responsibility is probably driving the need to um, make sure that the best outcome is being generated. So I, you know, I think that being clear about your desire about being, about the outcome that you want that, you know, to say, oh, we're, we're trying to, you know, solve X problem or, you know, develop Y solution I'd really love to hear from everybody in terms of what um, they think is a great idea. And sometimes, you know, particularly in the association culture, um, we do tend to just compromise because it's the easy path, right? And so part of it, I mean, this is sort of a, a bigger conversation, Christine, than you know, two minutes on a on a podcast. Um, But there are different techniques that you can use, like you could do some brainstorming that allows everybody to sort of share their ideas and do a very quick sort of, you know, 25 ideas in one minute or two minutes that everybody is sort of generating ideas. And then you sort of start to talk and group those ideas, um, as opposed to sort of going around the room and, and hearing people, right? So I think part of it is trying to figure out, given the other people on your team and what are their strengths and what are their drivers and motivations. How do you really get them to collaborate and to feel safe collaborating? Um, so that's why I said this is not, you know, an easy, quick answer. There's probably a lot more that's that's embedded in there. But um, you might, you know, want to think about how do you use that um, ability to sort of just get people to brainstorm to collaborate more openly.
0: We have um, a couple of other really great questions that came in. Michelle asks, what if you experience a major change, such as a medical emergency, that alters your gift-given strengths? How do you adapt when you've worked in one particular way all your life? Hmm.
1: Wow, that's great. Um, Great question. Probably a little bit um, outside of sort of the Pure expertise, um, but what I would, you know, what I'd say is that um, look to explore what your strengths are now, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know, obviously, what the the circumstances are, but um, you know, these types of of gifts are are typically, um, you know, sort of things around how we how we do our work. Right. and so um you know there you know if we're using the strength the strengths it's you know things like harmony or individualization or significance or communication but we all have you know we've only been talking about our top 5 but if you do the strengths finder there's 34 and really we can tap into the top 10 so i would say explore what those other talents are that you might have Mm -hmm. and find new ways to assess what they are and start to cultivate those talents. Um, And yeah, change, I mean, change is going to be really hard, right? If we're used to doing something one way and now we have to do it another way, it does take, um, it takes a lot of effort and it is a challenge, right? So we can't sort of gloss over that fact, but there, ha- there, there. I'm sure there are other talents and, and skills that are there that can be brought to light.
0: That's a great word, Shara. And, you know, Michelle, our, our thoughts are with you. You know, good luck in, in the situation. I'm not sure what it is, but we, we wish you the best. Carlos says, in terms of fit, looking at strengths that may not fit ideally with the current culture but are needed for future positioning seems to be a challenge for leaders of small businesses and organizations. How do you help them think differently and focus on the future versus what they have had? Hmm. Yeah, so um, Carlos, just all these questions are really, really great.
1: Um, So I think this is actually where um, a, a tool like the Predictive Index comes in because it really allows you to sort of design what your future organization or what your organization needs to be, right? So it could be your future or your current organization, but helps you design what your future organization needs to be, where you need to be positioned, right? So you might've been an organization that was in stability mode. So, you know, if it's an association, you have a certain number of members, you're sort of putting on the same um, annual events, you know, they're paying their membership dues. You're putting out a magazine, right? It's kind of the 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 road and the routine, and and all of those skills were great for the last twenty years or thirty years, but now things are are shifting. And so part of it is, what do I need for the future? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the strategy and the business that I'm going to be focused on in the future? What are the skills I need need? And then it's part, it's, it's helping those leaders to, I mean, the leaders, if they're a part of that process are hopefully, um, realizing that in order to go from, you know, live events to sort of virtual or going from, uh, going to digital or, um, introducing new sources of revenue that they need people to, with different skills to do that. So, part of it is also the the process and the journey, right? Of kind of getting that that buy-in along the way. Um, But I do think like a tool like the Predictive Index works because it doesn't, it not only helps you design your organization, it helps you define what are the jobs that I need? What are the skills and the attributes that I need that job to do? And then when people apply, they can take an assessment that helps match them into those jobs. And then you can predict Hunts the name Predictive Index, um, are they going to really be optimized in your organization? Um, So that would be one way to, to do it. But really, it's about the journey and getting people to buy into the process.
0: Okay. So... We've talked a lot about uh, assessments and looking to the future and all sorts of things like that. But listen, we need to find out more about you. (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) One of the things that I have been trying to do with Association Chat Podcast is uh, we have a lightning round now where we ask all of our guests a lightning round of questions. Um, and And then at the very end, we bring in the question of the week that's that's asked over in the, and discussed asked over in the uh, private Facebook group for association chat. Um, and we ask our guests to answer that question as well, to find out a okay. little bit about where how they feel, who they are and to know you a little bit better. So are you ready for it?
1: So this is the hazing process you did not this tell me hazing. about.
0: <laughs> you know, I call it hazing. That has such a okay. negative connotation. Let's move it. It's, it's getting to know you, you know, this, Got it. Is, Got this it. is our, um, pandemic networking kind of awesome uh, yeah right that's what right I'm in I'm ready okay so okay first question an experience that really shaped who you are as a person and or professional go
1: Okay, so I was born in India. I lived in Nigeria um, as a child, went to school in England, lived in Greece, um, met my husband in Nigeria, got married. Well, that's when we went to Greece, and then came to the US. So uh, and he's he's Puerto Rican from the Bronx, and I'm originally Indian. So anyway, all of that confusion. I was always a guest in somebody else's country. And so that has helped me to be, I think, open and curious, um, looking for commonalities, not differences.
0: I am so glad (laughs) we're doing lightning round. That is such a great thing to know about you. Okay. Second question, an example of how luck or timing has helped or hindered you.
1: So, um, I feel like I've always led a charmed life. Um, but I think the most recent example, um, of luck or timing, um, is I started my business at the beginning of 2016, and like I said, it's all about culture wow. transformation. Yeah, um, and I did it more because I felt this burning need to do it, but little did I know, right, what the next four years would have in store for us. And yeah. so, culture was not a popular word at that point, right? It was like this very soft, squishy thing. Companies were not focusing on it. It was really all about like foosballs and parties. That's what culture right. was, right? And uh, and I was like, no, that is not what it is. Like you have to have a strong culture, and that is what's going to help you be uh, help you sustain your business through through crises.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so all of those events that unfolded in 2016, you know, and beyond, right? The Me Too movement, the social justice um, um, movement, um, all of it has elevated culture to the board level. And that has taken culture from you know more of like me having to persuade people from a business case to it really being about the moral case, and so like I feel like it was just um, it was just in the cards, right? Wow.
0: Yes. Good answer. Okay. A book or movie that you love. So okay, so I just was reading something like, oh, we all
1: have these movies that you know, like our real movie that we love, and then then the movie that we share so that people yeah, don't right, think right. we're really that so we're really dumb. Not. But I'm gonna share, so I'm gonna cheat, and I'm gonna share. I think like two, maybe it's actually three, but so Greece. Um, is like my all-time favorite movie. I have watched it a million times. Uh, You know, John John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John and and my daughter and I have watched it a thousand million (laughs) times. So totally Grease, always, always, always. And then Mamma Mia, um, you know, because I lived in Greece and I got married in Greece, and it just always takes me back to sort of when I was, you know, nineteen and twenty and madly in love, which I'm still in love, but it's totally different when you're nineteen or
0: twenty. Judy approves. <laughs> Judy says excellent. Yes, I for I don't know if that was for Greece or Mama Mia, but she's <laughs> whatever it is. Thank you, Judy. Okay, so your next question: Your original career aspiration or job.
1: Yeah, original meaning like when I was five or <laughs> back, in the day. Yeah. back in the day. Okay. Yeah. So when I was like, uh, you know, um, thinking about careers in a very, I, I thought I was going to be a CPA. I was like, I'm good with numbers. I'll just do it. I like business. And I was working actually at a trade association part time and going to school. And I was about to stab my eyes out. <laughs> um, and so I, um, quickly left behind any notions of being a CPA and, yeah. Um, while I still have you know a, a a passion and interest in business, it's just from a different perspective.
0: Oh, this is so fascinating. Sometimes I wish that the lightning round would maybe move up in the like yeah. <laughs> do that at the beginning. You can do
1: that. You can I totally know, do I it.
0: I know. I can well, we can just try it all. Um, okay. A few adjectives, people who know you best, um, that they how they might. Use, okay, let me start this over. A few yeah. adjectives people who know you best might use to describe you.
1: Yes. Uh, so we should we should make your guess um, use the adjectives and see how how much it aligns to what I, I what I would say. <laughs> um, I think it's probably pretty evident what people will often say is that I'm passionate. Um, I'm driven to make things better. Um, one of my friends um, always sort of says I'm like a giraffe. I can sort of see. Um, be, I can see not that I'm tall or have a long neck, but that I have this ability to sort of see patterns and trends that people don't see um, that I can be fun. I can be really intense and sometimes sort of scary. And, um, and that, yeah, I do have sort of this knack for just, like I said, leading a charmed life.
0: I love that. I love that. And you know what, by the way, I, I, it seems like I know a lot of really um, creative, powerful, driven, and and it's like women who have heard in the past that they can be really intense. And I don't know what it says about me, but I'm really drawn to people like that. So, you know, (laughs) I I think a lot of us are. So, you know, I think that that's, I think that that's a great thing. So just for my my two cents. All right. Yeah, this is this is the question of the week. This comes from the association chat private group. Every week we have a different question. And this is this week's question. Which activities make you lose track of time?
1: Um, wow. Well, so activities. So it will be something like getting in, uh, you know, actually the boring stuff would be getting into my work. So I'm a night owl. So if I sort of get into a show or get into a book or like get into work and I usually kind of settle down, like everyone settles down in the house around 1030 at night. If I'm in a zone, I will totally lose track of time and it'll be like two o'clock and in the morning. And I'm like, why is it so quiet? And why am I like, why is my foot asleep? And it's because I've just completely wow tunneled into that. So it's just really um, I think it's it's the activities that are interesting, right? Like, so whether it's a work thing that I'm doing that I'm interested about or a show, a show I'm binging or a book, you know, I just finished Circe and that was like this page turner and I couldn't put it down. Um, So those are the types of things.
0: Well, you know, I just want to say thank you for sharing all of this with us. Thank you for sharing a little bit of yourself and a little bit of your expertise with so many people out there who are watching or listening later, um, it really means a lot to me personally, but also to, I know to the association chat audience. So thank you, Shar, for taking the time to talk with us today.
1: My pleasure. And I am, I think typing my, I'm trying to type my email in here, but I think I have a typo. I was going <laughs> to say, if anyone, um, we don't want that, um, think this is correct now. If anybody has any follow-up questions, um, you have all different ways to reach out to me, you know, through LinkedIn, through my website. I just popped my email in there. Maybe you can just give it the once-over. Kiki, right. my contacts are a little dry. Yes,
0: here we go. Yeah, there we go. That's correct. Here is uh, Shara's email. You want to reach out to her, reach out to her directly, Shara. Thank you so much. My
1: pleasure. Thanks, everyone. You've been great and um, I wish you the very best for 2021.
0: So wonderful. Wasn't she great? I mean, talk about fantastic, phenomenal personality, phenomenal expertise. And look, we got to listen to all of that and learn from her. And we got to hear some great stories at the end too. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope as always that you got a lot out of our interview for this week. And as I always say, keep asking questions to learn every day. As Joseph Campbell once said, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. I hope you have a great week, everyone.